successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Brill Nation. with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. I'm your host Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us again. Great to have you here. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I want to start off the show today and thank our partners and sponsors of Grill Nation. First off, Kretcher Heartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, real estate company here, Andrew Bash, guest co-hosting contributor, Kennyerts Perry, attorney at law, John Kennyerts, guest co-hosting contributor, Catalyst, government affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, contributor, the Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe, who's a guest co-host and contributor and who will be joining us today on this show, Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors, uh, Ryan Rink, who is also a part of Grill Nation now. I want to thank all those sponsors and supporters uh, for the awesome things they do here in Kansas City and for supporting Grill Nation and uh, getting us on 980 AM here in Kansas City. You can also connect with us on grillnationshow.com as well as on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Uh, today we're going to have a fun show. We have Ryan Maybe, who's the uh, from Jay Rieger & Co. Whiskey. He's, he runs the Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange. He's been at Manifesto. He basically is a, uh, a man about town. He's been traveling a lot, doing a lot with Jay Rieger & Co. Whiskey, so we're going to get into that with him in the first segment. He's a, a great supporter and sponsor of this show and one of our... Uh, uh, most entrepreneurial Kansas City, and so it's going to have be great to have him on the show. We're also going to have uh, we're also going to have Chris O'Connor on the show, who is the partner at Liquid Nine, a great company here in Kansas City, based in the Crossroads. He's an entrepreneur and uh, very very um, involved in the Kansas City community and also in the Crossroads. We're going to talk to him about some hot button issues here, and also get into what's going on and how he built his business. Liquid Nine. I know they've worked with uh, some interesting people. I believe Tech Nine is one of them. Uh, we're also going to have Andy Rieger, the one and only, on the show, who is the operator at Jay Rieger & Co. Whiskey. Uh, very cool. He's more of a businessman, and we have Ryan in the studio who's more of a uh, a spirits man, if you could say. He's, he knows he knows how to make the drinks, and uh, he knows how to uh, work the, the wine and spirit industry. And Andy will be on in our second segment today, followed by Chris, who I just mentioned. So let's get started here. We're going to have uh, Ryan Maybe from Jay Rieger & Co. Whiskey and the Rieger Hotel Grill & Exchange joining us right now in studio. How are you, Ryan? I'm good. Good morning. Good morning to you. I um, Actually, good afternoon. It's good afternoon. Oh, it um, <laughs> we had a long Friday night last night. You know, it's uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Too, many, too many Jay Riegers. Uh, uh, my, my life as a bartender has not uh, has not changed that much. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's morning. So how's, how's things going with uh, your multitude of companies you, uh, you manage and run? Um, everything is really going going great. I mean, obviously, uh, Jay Rieger and Company is the 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 baby of the bunch and the startup, and it's it's moving really fast. It's kind of remarkable just how how fast it's uh, picking up momentum. And uh, and what's the, the website again for our uh, listeners? Uh, for the for the for Jay uh, Rieger and Co. Yeah, it's, it's www.jriegerco.com. Okay. Um, uh, 
So keep going. I'm sorry. Well, and then, uh, you know, the, the restaurant, the Rieger and Manifesto are, uh, just cranking right along, uh, down on the crossroads. They're doing just, just wonderfully. Everything is, is good down there. Um, so none of that construction has hurt you at all. No, I wouldn't say that at all. In fact, over the last year, uh, year and a half since the, the really heavy construction began with the, the streetcar and everything, our, uh, sales numbers are, are up over previous years. We're doing better than ever. So even though it's been a bit of an inconvenience, it hasn't really hurt us. I like to say that I'm a 1% part of that as uh, promoting the brand on here in Grill Nation. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe half a percent. Right. But, uh, so you brought in some whiskey today, huh? I did. You, you learned from your last up. Uh, Ryan I, does a quarterly show with us. You Last time you didn't come any, with Brandy Whiskey, and now you, you brought some Jay Rear whiskey. I, I felt bad, and I, I, I had to remind myself to make sure that I uh, I brought a beverage for us today. So we are going to uh, drink this throughout the show. It's a very <laughs> cool flask, one that uh, one of our uh, guests we're going to have later on the show got you as a wedding gift. Andy Rieger, it is a Royals flask. I am a diehard Royals fan. Have been, <laughs> have been since I was a, a little kid. One of my earliest memories is when uh, the Royals won the World Series in 1985, and uh, I've just never, never stopped. I've suffered for uh, at least 30 years, and now it's it's really cool to see them turning it around. It is cool, and it's a it's a really cool flask. We'll put that up on our uh, our website. We'll we'll Excellent. tag that on there. Um, so take me through uh, what you've been doing lately. I know you've been traveling a lot. You were in New Orleans uh, recently. Yeah, just two weeks ago, I was in New Orleans for the Tales of the Cocktail uh, Cocktail Festival. It's an annual thing that happens down there every July. Uh, it draws in people from all over the world in the spirits industry and in the hospitality business. And it's it's really a, a conference that's sort of uh, centered around cocktail culture and, and bar culture and that, that kind of thing. So there's all kinds of educational opportunities during the day. There are seminars and tastings and that kind of thing. And then at night, there's just a, a multitude of parties and live music and entertainment and, and dinners. And there's just so, so much to do, but we were down there for a couple of reasons. I was working some events uh, like I have in the past years, but also this year we were uh, up for a couple of awards at their award ceremony called the, the spirited awards, which is kind of like the James Beard awards for the, uh, the booze industry more or less. What was the name of that again? <clears throat> the spirited awards spirited at tales awards. of the cocktail. Yeah. And uh, the bar at the Rieger was uh, a finalist nomination for best American restaurant bar which was quite an amazing honor. And I, I couldn't be more proud of our, our staff and people there because we were in a list of four, four restaurants from around the country. Uh, the others were either from San Francisco or New, San Francisco, New York and Boston. And we're like Michelin star restaurants. They're really amazing. So to be included with them was quite an honor. And then the, congratulations, uh, thank you. And then the Kansas city whiskey uh, from Jay Rieger and co was up for best new spirit or cocktail ingredient. And that was an international award. Um, we did not win it, but you know, just thinking about the fact that we're only in two states and we're only, um, you know, we've only been on the market for, for nine months. Mm -hmm. The fact that we were, this is a, an industry voted thing. So the, the voting committee had to have tasted it, had to have tried it. So just to be in the, the top four was, was a pretty incredible honor. Very incredible honor. I uh, have to say, I, a buddy of mine sent me a, uh, a text from a restaurant. I think he was in the lake maybe or mm -hmm. Springfield somewhere. Yeah. And uh, he ordered a steak, and, and they brought out Jay Rieger whiskey with it, like well, a, the, of course, to, to, to right? pour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was part of like the whole uh, the whole deal, and uh, it was on Instagram the other day. That's awesome. And he told he told the waiter to leave the bottle. Did they did, did they like like <laughs> like an old Western cowboy movie? That's really why interesting. Leave, why don't you leave the bottle, sir? Huh. I wonder if they like flambéed the steak <laughs> yeah, or something. I think they did at the table. That's that's really interesting. But it was a uh, Kansas City um, a steak. Yeah, it was, it was called the Royal Steak or something. I and love so it. Jay Rieger and Co. Whiskey was a part of it somewhere, somewhere in Southwest Missouri. That's awesome. So, so you're, uh, it's everywhere. 
Yeah, well, we're we're everywhere in a very uh, isolated pocket of the Midwest, put it that way. So we have really great distribution in the state of Missouri, and that includes uh, St. Louis and Columbia and Springfield and throughout, and then in Kansas as well. I've got an event, and that's just that's just recent. I mean, you haven't been in Kansas very long. No, we launched in the state of Missouri in November, and then in the state of Kansas, I think in February, and it's it's getting out there in Kansas now. I've got a, an event next week in Manhattan, Kansas, and then we launch in the state of Illinois next month. So we'll be uh, we'll be in Chicago. That's awesome. So you got Chicago, you got St. Louis, you got Kansas City. You're traveling all over the U.S. You got um, you got a lot of bling now, a lot of uh, promotional goods. You got sock 101 socks. You got, you got plastic you got, sunglasses. You got plastic sunglasses. I know you're doing some T-shirts with Charlie Hustle. You guys are just you know branding brand awareness, man. Absolutely. You know it's really important to us to establish ourselves as uh, a Kansas City distillery. You know I've I've always admired Boulevard and the way that they built their business and the way they were always true to Kansas City and Kansas City's history, and, and we want that to be ingrained in our company and in our brand. Very cool. Well, uh, Ryan Maybe will be joining us for the entire show today, Jay Rieger and Co. Whiskey, Jay Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange. We'll be right back on Grill Nation with Andy Rieger from Jay Rieger and Co. Yeah. Welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening on 980 AM here in Kansas City and talk980am.com. Also, thank you for listening on iTunes and TuneIn Radio today and through grillnationshow.com and all of our podcast pages out there. Uh, connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Want to reintroduce our guest co-host and contributor, as well as sponsor of Grill Nation, Ryan Maybe from J Rieger and Co Whiskey and the J Rieger uh, Hotel Grill and Exchange, as well as Manifesto. Welcome back. Good to be back. We flew through that first segment today. Uh, we now are going into our second segment with uh, one of your partners here. We have Andy Rieger in studio, who is the uh, operator and founder of J Rieger and Co. Welcome to the studio, Andy. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, you brought in some some interesting bottles here. So you brought in some more whiskey. We started off with some whiskey with a flask. Now we have an actual bottle of Jay Rieger and Co. whiskey with the beautiful branding and logo. We'll get to that later in our second in our next segment with Chris O'Connor. We also have the new vodka you brought in. Yeah, it's a uh, something new. We wanted to add to the line and sort of have a diverse set of products. Uh, this one in particular is a blend of corn, wheat, and potato. Most of the vodkas that people drink that are made in America are made of corn. Most that come out of Europe are made of wheat, and in the olden days, they almost all were made out of potatoes. So what did we do? We wanted to create one that had all three in it. We distill it in our copper pot still down in the East Bottoms and bring a really good quality product to the market of Kansas and Missouri right now. That's pretty awesome. Um, that's new. Vodka's new, right? Yeah, three weeks now. I think we've been on the market since uh, 4th of July. Yeah, and so it sort of fits our strategy of kind of expanding. and. So you're telling me I should start drinking more vodka because I heard that <laughs> vodka waters with a lemon are healthy. Healthier than a, a craft beer or a whiskey, right? I think, calories. I think I call whiskey healthy. How many personally. calories are in a, in vodka? I do mean, you, compared to whiskey. Do you really want to know? I do actually want to know. I have no idea. Okay. Um, well, anyways, it looks clean and it looks clear. There is no added sugar to our vodka, though. There is. And that does happen sometimes, but it, there's no added sugar. Very cool. Well, um, you guys have a unique relationship. Uh, we have a, a guy that's been a, a entrepreneur and maven here in the spirit, you know, bar industry and, and knows everything about cocktails there is. And Ryan, who's well known. And then we have a um, a guy that comes out of the investment banking background here, and Andy, who's a, a businessman. So talk to us about your background, Andy, because I think it's fascinating uh, and how you guys kind of work together. 
Uh, well, really, I was in Dallas the past eight years, and my most recent gig was I was working for an investment bank where we focused on capital raising, M&A, and operational improvements. So from that standpoint, I was able to get a lot of operator experience on the ground level with a lot of companies. And while I was down there, I knew I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life, but I had no idea what I really wanted to do. But I knew I loved manufacturing, and I understood that brands built value. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know really how you translated that into the same thing, something that I could actually enjoy and be passionate about. And then it was one winter night in December 2010 when I went down to the dark bar and manifesto and started talking to Ryan. And he threw that little plug in my ear of how cool it would be to start a distillery. Seemed pretty silly at the time, but <laughs> looking back on it, it was the, uh, the best bar conversation I've ever had in my life. Yeah, and you guys did that in when did it actually take off and start here in Kansas City? So we... When did you revamp the whole thing? So we really, like I said, you know, we talked in December 2010 about bringing it back. And then we really just didn't talk about it too much thereafter until December 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan put a business plan in front of me and said, hey, let's let's get serious about this. And it really started out as me just helping Ryan. And then I gave him sort of a short list of things to do. Checked back in on him a couple months later, and he didn't even start working on him. <laughs> hey, just keep in, keep in mind that I had just opened a restaurant. And, uh, you know, that's that's the thing. Uh, you know, trying to open or trying to own and operate a, a brand new restaurant is such a, an overwhelming uh, challenge. And then trying to take this on at the same time, I knew that I wanted to do it, but there was no way that uh, that we would have been able to to actually make Jay Rieger and Co. reality if if Andy hadn't. Uh, jumped on board. As much as I believed in it, um, I did not have the ability to do it as far as uh, just the, the time of it yeah. that it takes. And then you moved up here, right, Andy? Yeah. And so I moved up here in April of 2014. So 2012 was really exploratory for us. 2013 was finally starting to spend some money. 2014 was capital raise, permitting, lease, equipment ordering, et cetera. And then in November 2014 was the first time that we hit the public market. With, right before holidays. Yep. Right. Which was perfect timing. And you guys are in two states now, going to be in three soon, right? You're going yep. to Missouri, Kansas, and then branched out to Illinois, which opens up the Chicago market for you. Absolutely. Right. So we went up there in the end of June and talked to three different distributors, found the one that we thought would be the best partner for us and the best in helping us build our brand the way that we want to build it. And with all that, we came to one that we really liked and... We're going to sit there and launch probably in September, most likely. So you guys, we're we're talking to Andy Rieger and Ryan Maybe, guest co-host on Grill Nation. You guys really aren't, you know, whiskey came out. And I I never had imagined until we partnered up that you would have vodka and then later on gin. So you guys are continuing to grow kind of all different spirits. Yeah, it's, we always, from the very beginning, uh, from the day we started talking about this, it was going to be a whiskey company because if you look at the history of Jay Rieger and co, it was known they were known for whiskey and they did have other products, but their monogram whiskey, which you can see the mural uh, on the South side of the Rieger hotel, uh, that was their flagship uh, product. And we still believe very strongly that our Kansas city whiskey will be our flagship product moving forward. But uh, it was important uh, to us to uh, diversify by adding in some other unique products. As long as it stays true to our, uh, quality standards and integrity and it tells the story of the brand. Mm-hmm. And Andy, are you excited about that? These new offerings, you got well, gin coming on, you got vodka. People look at the old business model for distilleries and they think of Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, et cetera, where they have one product and that's a whiskey or a vodka company that makes a vodka. 
And they don't really consider it to be something that you can make multiple spirits with one brand. And that's sort of the new model. And you look at the craft beer industry, which is several years ahead due to easier uh, regulation that has surrounding that industry. And, you know, you no longer have a craft brewery or a brewery in general that just makes a light beer. You know, with Anheuser-Busch, they had a light beer and they had their heavy beer. And that was sort of the model. And now you have, you look at Boulevard, for example, in Kansas City, and they have a beer for whatever type of beer you could possibly want to drink. And we sort of took that same approach with the spirit space that as long as we bring something that's got a cool story, a great looking bottle, our brand is represented very well. The price point is at something that you're willing to try it at. And then the product is extremely good. You're probably going to come back. And if you're not a whiskey drinker, but you've heard people that love the whiskey, but you like vodka, you're probably going to try the vodka. Then if you're not either of those two, but you're a gin drinker, when the gin comes out, you're probably going to try the gin. And so it's really a flight to quality for us and really making sure that everything we do builds the brand up so that Kansas City can take pride in it someday. I'm, I'm impressed by that. And, and I want to say that you guys are partnering up with a lot of local people, too. Uh, we did some SOC 101s early on. Uh, hopefully we'll continue to expand upon that. I know that uh, Ryan's wearing them today. Of course. I know you guys are uh, doing some T-shirts in the near future with uh, Charlie Hustle, which is a local t-shirt brand. So you, you support your local companies too, because you obviously understand the branding of Kansas city is important. Kansas city is huge. You know, the, this company dates back to 1887 mm -hmm. and um, we both just feel very strongly that making this a Kansas city hometown distillery is, is really important and supporting other small businesses and other entrepreneurs and, and collaborating with creative individuals. I personally get a lot of satisfaction out of that. I love working with other other creative types, and there are uh, a multitude of ways that we can work together. Very cool. Uh, talk to us about uh, best moments and worst moments here, Andy. Uh, <laughs> hardest things and easiest things. What, 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 what were your expectations? What have you been surprised by? Um, first of all, our sales were obviously much higher than we had ever anticipated, and our whiskey took off. And it allowed us to have access to people that we probably wouldn't have. And that's a big reason why in our eyes that the gentleman who was the master distiller at Tanqueray uh, has announced that he's leaving Tanqueray and he's going to be distilling gin for us here in America. So that's pretty huge in our eyes. But you sort of date back to the very beginning of our company and how we started out in terms of deciding on a business model. And it sounds silly, but we chose a distributor from day one. A lot of small startup brands, what they like to do is they like to self-distribute because you can have higher margins. Problem is, is then you're trying to be both a manufacturer and a distributor in your early years. You're not really specializing. And so we, about four months before we even launched, picked a distributor that was a locally owned distributor. They're called Vintegrity. And they're owned by two guys here in Kansas City. Um, they're on the Missouri side in St. Louis, Kansas City, Columbia, and Springfield. And Creating that partnership early on where we put all of our faith in them was one of those big things that gave them ownership feeling of their entire sales force so that as they've been building the brand, all their sales force feels like they were there from day one and they take pride in it beyond just making a sale. And so that's actually, it, it sounds pretty silly to look at it from that respect because they're not technically an equity owner, but we do look at them as a full partner. Mm -hmm. That's very important. I mean, especially when you're trying to grow quickly and and, and have right partnerships. So that, that's a high note. That's a high note. What was kind of a, something you're, you wish you could have done better? I was at the distillery yesterday and we were talking, I was talking with my distiller, Nathan Perry, and we're very fortunate. It was phrased a little bit differently to us. It was the, what's your, when you leave, you say, Oh God, today was a terrible day. Someone asked us what that day was. And we've never really had anything yet that we've sat there and thought, man, this was just the worst day we've had yet. 
there have been lots of days where there's lots of work going on, lots of labor, lots of things that go wrong that we fix. But we're very fortunate, knock on wood, to not have one of those days yet that we look back on and say, man, that was a huge mistake. Wish we could have redone that day entirely. That's awesome. That's a good thing because, you know, most entrepreneurs and most businesses have that by now. At least one or two days of that, and uh, that hasn't happened yet for you guys. I think that's because you guys work too, work well together. You're two different types of people, which I think is important, and you guys know that. Yeah, very much so. That's one of the things that when we first met, it probably looked like a really awkward partnership. <laughs> um, if you see the two of us walking down the street, you probably say we're not friends and we don't even communicate to each other, but we've, oh, come on. we've become pretty much <laughs> best friends throughout this whole thing. So it's pretty cool to get to experience. You're but both pretty unique people, that's yeah, for sure. Part of that also, though, is you know, we've got great group of advisors, you know, we've got between the two of us with our diverse backgrounds. We've also got a guy that used to run makers mark. We've got a guy that now is tanker and then a gentleman who's an international spirits guy, Andy Rieger operator at J Rieger and co. Thanks for coming on grill nation, man. We'll have you on again soon. Thanks for bringing the, the drinks. Thanks for having me. We'll be right back on grill nation. First things first, I'm the realest, realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down. Like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell everybody. I'm the man. I'm the Welcome man. back to Grill Nation here on Talk 980 AM uh, in Kansas City and Talk 980 AM.com online. You can also connect with us again at grillnationshow.com. We have all of our old podcasts, our sponsors and partners, uh, photos up from all of our shows with our guests. Uh, and you can also listen to us. We thank you for listening on iTunes and on TuneIn Radio. Hope you've been enjoying the show. Hope you're uh, you're enjoying your Saturday. Um, we have a great guest in studio, and we also have Ryan Maybe, as, as you mentioned as well, who's a partner and guest host of the show. Uh, how you doing, Ryan? I'm good. Glad to be back. We've uh, we've talked a lot about uh, about spirits so far in that first segment and second segment with Andy, and right. now we're uh, we're going to be talking about something else. Uh, we're going to be talking to Chris O'Connor, who is the partner at Liquid Nine. How are, how are you, Chris? I'm doing great, thanks. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Um, for having me. Good to see you. You know, Ryan. Uh, Ryan has spoke very highly of you, and uh, I'm excited to have you in studio. Ryan so you guys just like so much I spend at his place. Exactly. So, so you're located in the Crossroads, your company, right? Right. So right, tell right. us where that is and kind of the area. I'd say we're on the uh, B side of the Crossroads, if that makes sense. So I, I love where we are. We're actually for us, it's perfect. We're in between. Broadway, and then the uh, I-35 bridge. So we're a little bit off the beaten path. Okay, I'm trying to picture that now. Between Broadway and the... And the on Southwest Boulevard. Okay. So uh, we're over by La Bodega, or...? Yeah, so if La Bodega is on the west side of the bridge, we're on the east side of the bridge. We're okay. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, you know, I've, I've had friends that have lived in those windows lofts over yep. there. Sure. So I've been back through there. I'm like, wow, these are some... These are pretty cool buildings back there that yeah, you know I never knew I never knew existed until I drove around on a Sunday morning once. Yeah, and I like where we are for for our business is perfect. We don't get a lot of foot traffic coming by. It's uh, a little bit out of the way, so people have to be. We're more of a destination spot. Yeah. So uh, for us, that's good. That would be bad for the Rieger, but it's uh, pretty <laughs> nice for Liquid Nine. You can still walk to the Rieger, though, right? There you go. Not, uh, not yeah. too far. You can. I haven't, but <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> um, okay, so Chris, talk, talk to us about Liquid Nine. What What is Liquid Nine? You know, I know you've been doing this now for quite a while. What? How did you grow the business? What is it? What yeah. do you do? We started in 2003 as just a uh, production, well, basically a post-production company at that point. There was, uh, this is back when Walmart still had their account in town. Um, and so that was just like cash and 
checks back then. Yeah, I didn't even know money. Walmart had an account in town, but I know there they were, were with Bernstein companies. Rain for almost oh, 30 Bernstein years. Rain, yeah. So yeah, so they uh, uh, farmed out all that work Bernstein Rain did, and they were kind enough to bring us a lot of that work during the years, which was great. Um, but I had a couple of partners who uh, got married during the time that we had the the business, and then they got unmarried during the time we had the business. So uh, <laughs> I bought it from them and brought in a couple of different partners, and then since then. Uh, we've really expanded in a lot of different ways. We have an office in Chicago now. Uh, we do a lot of production now. We do a lot of, as Ryan knows, we do a lot of design work uh, now. So uh, I think of Liquid Nine, or a lot of places would say, oh, they're a production post company. I think of us more as um, almost a strange venture capital company. We have our core business, mm. which is making commercials with uh, ad agencies. And then we have a lot of side businesses that we use to invest in other businesses. That's that's very entrepreneurial. We like that. Creating Cre- creating more work and more jobs, and uh, it's very diverse. More exce- more yeah, very diverse. You seem like you have your head hand in a lot of different places. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm honestly not sure if it's good, bad, or indifferent, or it's just out of necessity. But we're in a business where, uh, when we got started, the cost to entry to get into what we did was half a million dollars, and now it's about ten thousand. Right. Uh, so anybody with a Mac can say that they do what we do, uh, and so. Uh, the write-in, it was clearly on the wall at that point. Then agencies started bringing what used to be uh, guaranteed work. They started building up their own in-house departments and keeping that work in-house. And so we looked around and said, listen, we have to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the most obvious thing to do was start taking the skills that we had and use those to invest in other businesses. So, You guys work with uh, Jay Rieger, right? We do indeed. Yeah, we've been very fortunate. Uh, something, uh, Honestly, I've been a, a patron of the Rieger for many, many years. Um, literally go there all the time. You can always catch me on the side. So of when we go to that bar that's up for awards, we'll be we'll see you up there. <laughs> um, they have a great happy hour, man. I, I, that's where I usually go. I, I go I, for the little happy hour they have. I'm there at the same spot every day, uh, Monday to Thursday. <laughs> I sit outside with my dog. And, we have a dog friendly uh, patio, which, yeah, which works do. out works out yes. well. And uh, and I do enjoy a good cigar. So uh, yeah, so I used to I would go there for meetings all the time because people mm-hmm. always wanted to meet and talk about something. Yeah. And Rieger is literally my favorite patio in the world because it's always in the shade and the wind's always blowing and it feels good. And he let me take my dog. So <laughs> definitely, uh, it was he, great. He holds court there most days of the I week. I love it. I love it. It's my favorite place to go. So uh, Ryan and I started chatting years ago and he's like, I have this idea of really trying to bring this whiskey label back. And I was like, cool, if you are ever able to pull it off, we would love to be even the smallest part of it. So uh, when it came time and we, he actually was able to put it together, uh, we were fortunate enough to do the design work on the bottle. So it looks great. I mean, we were just talking about that. I mean, all your all the branding and uh, the look looks great. Yeah, and not just the label on the bottle. I mean, the label on the bottle, I would I would guess was the easiest part for your team because we just tried to take as as many uh, uh, cues from the original mm-hmm. brand as possible. But then aside from that, uh, you guys have built the website and uh, done our business cards and all the photography and, and just done yeah. a really beautiful, beautiful job. The photography is what really jumps out at me. It's so that's, that's a great example of one of our investment companies. So we invested um, in an up-and-coming photographer that we really believe in named Samantha Levi. And she's actually right now on tour shooting the Warp Tour all this week. Wow. So she is a I've seen a that on, on Instagram, yeah. Star. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Her shots are incredible. Uh, does a lot of fashion shots and things like that and brought – I thought a pretty unique spirit uh, uh, and look to to the photography on the website. So that was cool. And she worked a lot with our uh, one of our art directors, Charlie, and, of course, with Frankie, who's one of my business partners, on making sure that the look and feel was exactly uh, right on point for the Rieger brand. 
And so you guys really are, like you said, you, you diversified. I mean, you, you can do about any kind of branding work, it sounds like, in photo work. That was the goal. So we wanted to be able to do uh, any sort of media project end-to-end, which we believe gives us um, a competitive pricing advantage over almost anybody. At that point, my feeling has always been if if you truly can maintain the quality, because here's the problem. you A lot of people say, well, we do it all in-house. Well, yeah, you do it pretty poorly in-house. Congratulations. Something suffers somewhere along the way. And we never wanted that to happen. The way we grew is literally we were fortunate enough to get what we considered the best of the best in every different discipline. And so now we have the financial flexibility to choose whether or not we want to do a project. Um, And it gives us a huge pricing advantage, you know, when it comes to our competitors because they have to bid something out. And uh, whoever they bid it out to is going to want their margin on the job as well. Very cool. Uh, Chris O'Connor from Liquid Nine. Talk to us about uh, some of the other clients you work with here that we've, we've, we've heard of and some of the brands you, you do business with. Um, so, again, we, we have kind of two different core focuses. One is our primary production post. So that's uh, working with advertising agencies. So And there's a lot of those in town. There are, and there's a lot <laughs> of really, really good ones. So we've been fortunate enough to work for brands like uh, we do a lot of work for Wendy's, done a lot of stuff for Gatorade, uh, done some McDonald's work, clearly Walmart in the past. Um, you know, big national great names that anybody would be proud to have on their reel. And then the part that excites me maybe even more than that uh, is the companies that we've been able to invest in. So we've talked about Samantha Levi's photography business, clearly the the Rieger and the Rieger Whiskey, which we're excited about. Um, and then uh, Pinup Girl, which is actually uh, in combination with Ryan's wife, uh, Jenny. So she kind of was fortunate enough to stumble upon a phenomenal trademark that we think we can make a lot of money with. So uh, there have been a lot of companies. There's a company called uh, Laws Whiskey out of out of Colorado that's doing well. So um, You see yourself now getting more into the spirit industry? Uh, I mean, one, I certainly do enjoy a good drink, so it makes sense. <laughs> I think you should stick with what you know. We'll have a drink in the next segment. We're going we're gonna to bring you back after the commercial. We're going to do a shot of Rieger yeah, Whiskey. But- We've been very fortunate. I mean, a lot of our work has been in music. A lot of it has been in, in uh, whiskey. And uh, now with the with Samantha coming on, a lot of it's in fashion. So we've been very fortunate to be in what we consider three really fun and exciting industries that allow probably more creativity than most companies that do what we do um, are allowed to do. Yeah, I also like want to give uh, Samantha uh, a shout here because I think that what she does is just absolutely fantastic. I think she's incredibly talented. And like you said right now, she's uh, traveling uh, nationally for the band's Warped Tour. Um, you can follow her on Instagram at Samstown USA and check out her photography because it's, mm-hmm. it's, really, it's really something. Yeah, it, it, is, it really is an incredible, and she's got a great eye. More than that, uh, one of the things I love about her, she is just she's a single mom who's out there just working every day and truly building an incredible brand. And is she so, based out of Kansas City? Yes, yeah. but she travels you know, all, literally all over the world. Taking uh, fashion photography shots, generally speaking, that's awesome. I uh, that's that's a great part about Kansas City is our creative culture. We gotta one thing we need to do is make sure that those types of people like you two stay in Kansas City and continue to grow that area. You can travel all you want. Mm. I mean, that's kind of my model too. I kind of reached that that uh, conclusion about about five or six years ago when I when I opened Manifesto was that okay? I'm I'm planning my roots here permanently. I mean, I love traveling. I love you know, getting inspiration from other cities and other parts of the world, but Kansas City is home and it always will be. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chris? You said you're up in Chicago now too. Yeah, it's 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 funny. It's a very different it's a very different culture, and it's uh, I think there's some things that are really good about Kansas City and some that uh, I would like to see change. One, 
one thing I really love about Kansas City is we're disproportionately uh, creative for our size. I, there's more work that goes through here than I think people have any idea, um, and that can be both good and bad. I think from a national perspective, uh, if you're sitting there in Chicago, you don't get fired for taking your work to Los Angeles, but you get fired if you take it to Kansas City and something goes wrong. I mean, that's, that's just mm-hmm. the reality of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, in Chicago, one thing I do like that they do that we do not do is they are they're not as uh, it's a competitive market, but they're not competitive necessarily with each other all the time. In this city, it's a pretty competitive city, and I would certainly say that I probably add to that culture to some degree. I'm a hyper competitive guy. Um, but there's probably not enough work going on to where you cannot afford to be as competitive with the people that you're in business against. Um, and even though I'm friends with some of them, um, you know, it still makes for a competitive, very competitive environment. I think it's in, in some ways less friendly creatively than, than a larger market would be. You have the advantage if you're in Chicago, you have the advantage of going, going from any number of agencies. You can just bounce from one to another and literally everybody does. Very cool. Can afford to do that. Well, we'll get back to that in the next segment. We're listening. You're listening to Grill Nation here on 980 AM. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Grill Nation here on 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. I briefly want to. Thank again our partners and sponsors and supporters of Grill Nation, uh, Kretcher Hartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Kenny Hertz Perry, Catalyst, The Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, Jay Rieger & Co. Whiskey, Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thank you very much. I want to continue our conversation with Chris O'Connor, who's a partner at Liquid 9. You can check them out. Uh, let me make sure I get your website here right at liquid9.tv. Truly an all-encompassing entertainment company that does a lot of work uh, here in Kansas City and throughout the United States. Um, let's do our shot here, guys. Absolutely. Our, uh, our yeah. Jay Rieger & Co. whiskey <laughs> yeah. shot, Chris. You've had this before, right, Chris? Which one is this? The, the, <laughs> uh, the Kansas City whiskey. Yeah. It's, it hits you there. It hits oh, yeah. you. I love it. It's uh, it's very good. Um, so so tell us talk to us about Kansas City. You know you were you're talking about you know pluses and minuses with the you know the competitiveness, the ad agency world, the entertainment world, the the design world. Um, talk to us about what's happening downtown and what's your opinion of what what's going on there with regards to the streetcar and kind of the development down there. Well, this is probably Ryan <laughs> and I's favorite thing to talk about is the streetcar. Uh, I will tell you that I was personally repulsed by the way that they passed the. Uh, streetcar tax. Um, I think it was incredibly unfair, one of the worst cases in this city of just a scam election. And I do not like that the people who got to vote on it are not responsible for paying the tax. They're just applying it to the people like myself who own the property. That really bothers me. Aside from that, uh, I am in favor of a streetcar. I am not in favor of the modern look and feel that they're putting in, especially downtown, I think. What I like about other cities, particularly, I would say New Orleans is the best example of this, is they've been able to maintain uh, an incredibly cool look and feel and vibe. And I would rather see Kansas City do something more along those lines. We are a city, truly, when you travel, that does not have a real national identity. There's no real claim to fame that people go, ah, I know Kansas City besides barbecue. Well, describe barbecue. I mean, you know, when you see a map, 
you know, and they always do this. St. Louis has their little arch, you know, and you can always find them. Great. Everybody has their little thing. New Orleans is fun. Vegas is fun. All those places are great. When you think of Kansas City, I think it gets lost with Indianapolis, Cleveland. It's in this mix of number number 30 cities that don't really stand out for any particular reason. And I have been an advocate for a long time saying, no, develop an identity. And like it or not, this city was at its heyday when Pendergast was running it. Uh, There's maybe a little more corruption than there should have been, but, uh, you know, I was fine with that, you know, when born, but, you know, I love reading about it. And from what, from what I can see, it would have been a one hell of a fun place to be. I mean, I would love to see jazz everywhere and not knock down our buildings downtown. Let's save our buildings downtown. We have enough empty, vacant buildings and parking lots down there. It's, it's ridiculous. So I would like to see them go and get 1930s, 40s style, really cool, old classic uh, streetcars in the downtown area. I understand it was part of an expansion line was the thought of it, but that's that's great. And so if Brookside doesn't want that, I don't really care. Uh, but they can do something different. But downtown and the crossroads particularly, and I would say running from the river market to the plaza, ideally eventually should be classic, beautiful old streetcars uh, that give the city an, an identity. You know, that's the first time I've heard mm-hmm. that too, which is interesting. Uh, that's a, a really interesting take on that. I actually, you know, Chris and I tend to uh, disagree on some parts of this and agree on other parts. And one part that we, we 100% agree on is that I think having replicated an older style uh, of, of streetcar would have done aesthetic wonders for, for downtown Kansas mm-hmm. City. And I actually do wish uh, that would have been the case. But I'm, I also don't know enough about the the entire situation to speak to its uh, – you know, practicality. I don't know if it was uh, far more expensive or or what the case may be, but I do agree it would it would look a lot better. Yeah. It would, it would, but then again, you'll have your naysayers that would uh, <laughs> would have said, "Oh, we're paying, we're getting this brand new thing. Why are we putting in an old looking?" <clears throat> Nobody said doesn't doesn't work efficiently. We're talking about the aesthetics of the look and the feel of it. Yeah, uh, I didn't say make it run like it was 1930. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm still cool with having Wi-Fi on it and whatever else they're doing. Yeah, uh, I just like the look and the feel, and I think it would add a lot to downtown. Uh, besides the streetcar, you are you excited about uh, a lot of the things that are happening with with more people moving down there? Obviously, in the apartments that are that are going in and all those types of things. Yeah, I think it would be impossible not to be excited about that. I mean, I think it's really really nice um, that people are showing an interest in coming back. I think you still have a major problem. Uh, with fixing education in order to keep people there on a permanent basis. Um, but uh, if if and when you could ever solve that, and I don't know that that actually is solvable, but let's assume that it is, I'd have to be optimistic, uh, then I think you'd see people really sticking around in that area, and it, w- it, would, it would boom on a permanent basis. I agree. I agree. What do you think about that, Ryan? Yeah, I think that's definitely the, ne- the next priority is, uh, or a current priority is fixing the education system because – you know, I live in, in downtown Kansas City in the crossroads. Um, my wife and I just bought a home, a condo, just two blocks from the Rieger. So uh, being a business owner down there, a resident down there, a property owner down there, and a taxpayer on every level down there, uh, I love it. And I love the direction that the city is going with uh, all of the development, the increased population, and the excitement that surrounds downtown Kansas City. But it may not be sustainable long term if we don't fix the school system. Because people in their, you know, millennials and, and people in their, their 30s that are just getting married and settling down and want to have kids, uh, they're easily enticed to, to not live in, in downtown KC. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason I know that people move out of there. 
is this it, man? It's a lot of fun, and now I want to settle down and have a kid. So I'm going to head out to Johnson County. Right, so. and it's just how far south do you go. And I grew up in the Northland, as Ryan did, and uh, it feels to me that it's so much closer than South Leewood, but a lot of people think it's so much farther. I mean, you live in Briarcliff, it's three minutes from downtown, five to three to five minutes, and it's it's kind of forgotten about sure. that, it's, that it's so close to the city and there's so many amenities. Right. I mean, they asked me, I'd take Parkville over Leewood in a second. I yeah. mean, you know, I just think it has more culture and it's a, little, a lot more interesting and yeah. Yeah, the beautiful lakes and there's a lot of fun stuff to do up there. Uh, the further south you go, I just think you just run into just this uh, incredible beige, you know, monotony. And it just, and again, I have a lot of friends that live out there, and that's not to knock my friends who live out there. That just it just seems like a cultureless place to be. We've got a minute and a half left here on Grill Nation Day. Real quickly, what are your thoughts about, uh, we're talking about downtown. What are your thoughts about the uh, hotel, downtown convention hotel? Um, I, I think you need to prove, again, I think the, the these things come in steps. You, is it a build it and they will come situation? I don't believe it. I think again, this city struggles with a, a national identity. Let's let's really try to form what that identity is, embrace it, and then I think people will start coming. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, well, it's been better mm-hmm. because Power and Light, we are getting a little more business here and there. Maybe, uh, but tell me when we stop paying the bonds on Power and Light, how well it did, and then I'll believe you. You know, I I, I just I, I'm not a huge believer that we're building an identity. I think we're building the same thing that every Midwestern city is building. Louisville has their own crappy version of Power and Light. St. Louis has one, and you know, all these places have the same same kind of thing going for it. And I uh, I don't believe that building a hotel will make people come here. On the subject, I, of, I disagree I, a little bit on that, but yeah, because I, I mean, I, a lot of built, people do. They built that and they had that whole deal <laughs> due before the Sprint Center was even passed. So I mean, there's a lot of risk, but again, a lot of that development has come through. Uh, more led to more development, and uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's you're an right. issue if you, if you couldn't have done the development anyway. And I right. think there was an option on the table to do the development prior to Quarters coming company coming in, uh, and I think they could have gotten something passed that would have been a lot more local and interesting, uh, as other cities have done. But we decided not to go that way. Yeah, and we'll move forward from there, right? Um, <laughs> Chris, Chris O'Connor, man, this is a great conversation. I appreciate you coming on Grill Nation today. Uh, Liquid9.tv. Congrats on all your success, man. And, uh, love to have you on again to talk about some issues. Maybe we'll have you on another Ryan show. We'll have an Ryan opinion on show. everything under the sun. So I love I'm it. We'll get, we'll get to Donald back. Trump next year. <laughs> That's <laughs> That'll be funny. perfect. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thanks for listening to Grill Nation today. Ryan, maybe from Rieger and Co. Whiskey Thank and you. Jay Rieger. Uh, thanks for coming on. And we'll see you next week on Grill Nation. Thanks for listening.